Welcome to the Carolyn Shuttlesworth Podcast, where we'll dive deep into the Word of God, build strong faith, and finish the devil. Here's your host, author, speaker, and nonstop mom, Carolyn Shuttlesworth. I'm going to get into this because it's already 2.15, and I got a little carried away on my notes and my Bible scripture. <laughs> I want to make sure, Bethany Hooker, I would break keto for I would break keto too for edible arrangements. There's there's a few things that I would be like, I'm really strict on sugar, and then you give me the glorious red box, and I would I would break it too. The chocolate covered bananas. I don't I don't. They're so good you can't even describe them. Okay, so today, Jen, you've never had it. You better win. You better put your name in like 20 times. <laughs> I don't know if you can do that. She said, don't even try. Tiff said, don't try. <laughs> oh, moderation's only for a few things, Amy. Not edible arrangements. All right, so you're, you guys, let me get on to what I'm going to talk about. <laughs> All right, so we're talking about, so yesterday, if you saw that I posted, um, I posted a picture of Ted up on the piano. And recently we were just in Virginia Beach. That is where we met and we lived for close to 15 years there. And um, you know, I was I was back at our at our old church, uh, uh, Dominion Christian Center, Pastor Terry and Colleen Shuttlesworth, and um, Ted was asked to play the piano and as I <laughs> and as I was standing there watching him, I was like, oh my gosh, this is just flooding back so many memories. And uh, I was looking at him and he was playing and singing and I was standing there and I was like, this is how it was from 2003 when I moved up from Florida to 2017. Like where I was standing is a, the position I always would look at him at every service. And it just brought back so many emotions. And I took a picture and I was like, well, you know, I'm gonna keep this. And, and, and yesterday morning I decided to write on it a little bit because where I am today is no mistake. Where you are today is no mistake. And I got to thinking about how one instruction is a stepping stone. You know, think of it as a ladder, think of it as a staircase to the next instruction. We don't have to um, have detours. We don't have to, along the way, um, make a bunch of mistakes. You know, the nice thing about the Holy Spirit is, and the Lord, there are more chances we get. So don't feel like a failure if, you know, you made the wrong mistake and it's, you know, brought you to, you know, a place and you're, you're working on it. Always find out back up to the instruction that was missed because he'll allow you to do that and get ready for a turnaround. Get ready for a turnaround. If you're just joining us now, make sure you share the broadcast. Make sure you spread the word because this is really important. A lot of people, this is like one of the things that people come to you know us about and, and um, you know, how, how did you make this decision to do this? How did you step out and do this? And I really got to thinking about it. And it was like literally one instruction 
But you got to be filled with the Holy Spirit to get these instructions because he's our guide. You know, with the, without the Holy Spirit, we we can only only go this far. Okay, there there is going to be a limit. But we need that power to break through. We need that power to break through on that ceiling to get us to go and to get us to be our guide. Now, what I was saying before is the nice thing about the Holy Spirit and having more chances is it is like a GPS system. He's our guide. And if we get off the path, we get off of where he is leading us and guiding us, he'll bring us back on it. But see, that that's the problem is um, here's the straight path and then you're, you're going to take this to end up here. And so he'll bring you back on the path. But why did we have to get off of it? Why did we have to take a, take a detour? Because there was going to be some things that we missed. You know, there, you're, there's just going to be things that you missed by not taking the right, the right path. Um, so I, one instruction. And so quickly, I'll go over. If you didn't see my post yesterday in the post I pictured of Ted, you know, my parents, I, I'm born and raised. Where, where we are now, where we live now, where our studio is, born and raised. And so I never really ever thought about living somewhere else. Uh, I've just, you know, I've traveled, but I've known Florida, and I like Florida. I like the warmth. I love the palm trees. I love that it, you know, is pretty, and it's different. You could go all over Florida, and it feels different. You can go where there's cattle, and that's it. It feels like you're out in, you know, the rodeo world. You can go over to the West Coast. Completely different feel of the beaches and stuff over there compared to where I live on the East Coast. I mean, you can just go to so many places to visit and just spend time traveling through Florida. And I just never thought I was gonna leave. Well, I started college here and my parents left to Virginia Beach. I'm just gonna bring you up to, it says FYI notification came through ASAP on YouTube that you were live, but Facebook just went off. Does that mean I'm not on Facebook? Oh, I'm on Crystal, maybe it just has something to do with a notification. And so, um, Yeah, I'm on. Okay. So, you know, my parents wanted to be the grandparents up up in Virginia. My sister went to ORU. Then she went to Regent Pat Robertson's Law School, established her life there. Okay, she's where she's supposed to be. That's where God's called her. My parents wanted to move up there. Here I am at Florida Atlantic University <clears throat> going to college. And, and I was really struggling with, like, what am I doing in life, Lord? What am I um, supposed to be doing? You know, we've all had those thoughts. We've all said, Lord, what's my next step? He'll always answer. Throughout the Bible, he's saying, I will answer when you call. I'm answering you. I'll answer you quickly through, you know, it says in Isaiah, I, I will answer you. But the thing is, on our part, are we listening? Are we activating our faith are we doing what we need to do and so that picture I posted of Ted on the piano got me thinking you know that one instruction I remember watching a Rod Parsley uh, prayer cloth service and I had sent in a prayer cloth and I was watching the service making that decision and it was like I know it's the right decision to move up to Virginia uh, I don't know why though so I did it when I got to Virginia and looked around I cried every time I was like driving to the gym, I was driving to college, I was like, like, where am I, what did I do? 
Why, did, why, Lord, are you bringing me here? Nothing is grand about it. Nothing is where um, I think I need to be. You know, what is going on here? Well, one instruction to my parents before I moved up got them to Dominion Christian Center. So see, being led by the Holy Spirit and listening to that voice and stepping out in faith is so key. Not all decisions that we make are going to be easy. But the key factor is, are they peaceful? Stop and think for a second. Because, you know, we, sometimes we make these decisions, oh, it's so easy. My job sucks. Uh, this area, there's nothing here. There's no growth. You know, th this and that. And then we make this decision. But... Not all right decisions are easy, but are they peaceful? That's what you have to, to go by. Because people get those two words mixed up. They get easy and peaceful and this and that. It's like, you know, it, it was peaceful to move to Florida, but it, it wasn't easy and making that decision right away. It's not that it wasn't easy getting down because once we said yes and stepped out in faith, everything literally was like an avalanche. Whoop swooped right down in perfection. But it wasn't easy when I heard the word that Ted gave me that the Lord told him that we're supposed to move to Florida. I said, I'm never moving back now. I would never move back here is what I said when I got to Virginia. I got so settled. I loved it. My family was all there. Church is there. We had a home, established a life there. And I wasn't coming back to Florida. I really grew to love Virginia and the speed and just how it was and the people. And... Um, I, you know, so that wasn't easy when Ted said, hey, but let me rewind real quick. So my dad and my, my mom got the instruction. One instruction brought them to the church. I moved up and because I was under, you know, their roof and we're going to the same church and everything. That's how I met Ted. There were so many one instructions that got me to the point of where I am now. And there are so many instructions that I could have ignored. It's not that all of them were easy to make. I actually was... Um, coming back to Florida to go to University of Central Florida, UCF in Orlando, had applied, got accepted, getting ready to get an apartment with an old high school friend, and I get called out in a service, and it ruined everything. No, it didn't ruin everything. <laughs> but I was getting ready to make a decision not based on an instruction from the Lord. And I can't even imagine, like it almost brings me to tears to think about if I didn't make it, if I didn't make that godly instruction that I had to pray, that I had to fast about, and I had to be obedient to. I was like, man, I, I just got accepted. Like I'm going back. I'm going back with my friends. I'm going back uh, to this college that I wanted to get accepted to. I wanted, really wanted to go to UCF. And and so then I got, and it totally switched everything. But it wasn't easy, but when I prayed and said, Lord, this word that was given to me, I was at peace. So you, have, you can't get those two words mixed up. I had a hard decision to make because, you know, we're not going to see everything. That's what faith is. We're not going to have all the, the puzzle pieces laid out in front of us. I mean, then, that, then it's not faith to step out when it seems like a crazy decision. So there I go. I ended up staying, which then that instruction brought Ted and I together. 
Then the one instruction got us married. The one instruction uh, brought us three children that we would not have had if it wasn't for the previous one instruction, which brought me to that next stepping stone. So I'm just bringing you up to, to speed here on what I posted yesterday before I get into um, the verses that I'm going to do. But um, then that one instruction that wasn't easy brought us to Florida. And within the four years, within the four years of obeying that instruction, things have exploded so fast. And I look back and I, I just said it to Ted when we were on this last trip. I said, Ted, these four years, like I, I think a lot, I'm, I'm always in a state of thankfulness to the Lord and his goodness overwhelms me all the time. And I'm always, I'm like, man, I have to stop and think, stop and think what he's done for me and how fast, because sometimes you can get caught up in running and you got to always stop and, and give praise and be thankful for where he's brought you to, but also not where you're staying. And so when I was thinking about this this morning for you guys and how it takes one instruction uh, of God's obedience to listen and what the blessings it brings to you. And I wrote down people who obey God's instruction always experience the miraculous. And I'll show you that here as I go through some scripture. But it will take lack into abundance. You know, it's not that um, I wouldn't have had any abundance if we stayed in Virginia, but I guarantee it would have taken me a lot longer to get where I am now. It can accelerate it. Your obedience to God's word. I like what Bethany Hooker wrote, acceleration. Your obedience can accelerate the blessings of God to you. So it can take lack into abundance, any failure into success, and ordinary into the extraordinary. Because our God ha is, has more than enough to bless us, and he wants to bless us, and he wants to put you head and shoulders above the rest. But we have to be obedient, <laughs> even when it doesn't make sense, and even when we don't like it. Um, and Isaiah 46, 9 through 10, I put it here so I didn't have to look up everything, but it says, He knows the end from the beginning. For I alone am God. I am God and there is none like me. Only I can tell you the future before it even happens. Everything I plan will come to pass for whatever I do wish. Only I can tell you the future before it even happens. So that's why when he's given us an instruction... We shouldn't even think to argue with him. We shouldn't even think to question it because he already knows the future before it even happens. So he already wants his best interest. He has best interest he's given to you and he's saying, listen, I need you to step out in faith. I need you to move forward. I need you to do this. You might not understand it all. Just like parents, right? Any of you parents that are watching, you want your kid, you don't have to explain everything to your children at times we do I at times you know sometimes it's just hey I said it do it that's all you need to know sometimes I sit down with my kids and I te have a teaching moment but when God's giving us an instruction he's expecting us to not even have all the puzzle pieces and to move forward with it 
God's instruction doesn't always sound logical, but when we obey it, we're, we must. It's like, it's a given that we're going to see God's power at work. And so when I wrote, it doesn't always sound logical, that's what happened with us when we moved to Florida. It didn't, it didn't, sound, it didn't sound logical. It didn't really make sense. Because, you know, the enemy will try to put these things in your mind. You know, we had uh, a home. Uh, we owned a home. Well, we still own it. But we, we own a home in Virginia Beach. So when the Lord told us to move, we were like looking at all these things and, and, and having realtors come over and, and going to sell it and, and this and that. And then, you know, like when we were praying and fasting, that's not what the Lord asked us to do. He asked us to move and to move quickly. When God asks you to do something, do it. You know, that's one of the things I've had that feeling before because people are always, someone just wrote me the other day, you and, you and Ted inspire us. Uh, you guys are always quickly doing things. You're always quickly putting out stuff. You say something, boom, it's done. You come up with an idea, boom, it's done. God asks you to do something, boom, it's done. You know, we admire that. We look up to that. We're, we're striving to be that. That's what their message was to us. But I've been there where God's given us an instruction and we waited too long and ship sailed. It's the worst feeling ever. It is literally the worst feeling ever. I, I, and, and that feeling pushes me to not do it again. It push, that feeling pushed us into greater faith. Because it's like, okay, we might not feel like we have, you know, all the money to do what you asked us to do. Are all, all the puzzle pieces, are all everything, are, that's not even logical. But you asked us, Lord. You asked us and we're going to obey the instruction. And as soon as we've stepped out to do it, everything fell into line and, and more with every instructions God, God has given to us. And so, you know, you think, log I have a great paying job. Why would I move? Well, we were in Virginia Beach and we traveled out north and south. We were at the perfect middle point to go straight out west, to go up north, to go south. You know, why would we go to the bottom of Florida and start traveling out when everything we do would be up north? You know, we do a few things here in Florida, but it's not our main, where our main ministry goes to. So it's like, that's not a logical reason. Well, we attend a good church, you know. We, we go to a powerful church, operates in signs and miracles and wonders. You know, there's uh, there, the preaching of the word. You know, uh, Pastor Terry Shuttlesworth is not only a pastor, he's a prophet. So, I mean, like we had the in on a lot of stuff that's going on in the world, <laughs> which helps you when, you know, <laughs> you're listening to someone who's a true prophet. And... Uh, so that, you know, you think, well, I go to a powerful church, so that's not the problem. You know, if you don't go to a powerful church, that's a great reason to move. If there's no power there, there's no life, there's nothing, the souls aren't being one, they're not building your faith, you're staying the same, there's no challenge in your life, then yes, move. Okay, but I didn't have, I didn't have that issue. I've got family, my parents, my, my dad, um, my mom and my dad, my sister, her husband, my four nephews that I'm extremely close to, around, you know, 10 minutes from my house. I still live on the coast. I, live in, uh, I lived in a pretty area of Virginia Beach. 
And it's like nothing was logical to what God wanted us to do. So that was one of the things that could have held us back. And that's, you know, if that's a decision that you're making right now, something that you are thinking about doing, some kind of big uh, decision, whether it be a new job, uh, moving, uh, you know, attending a different church, you, you have to go by not the sound of it being logical, but by the sound of it being the voice of the Lord, because that's the only time that it's going to work out if it's the voice of the Lord. And so one of the things that uh, Ted's grandfather always said was, I'm satisfied with a dissatisfied satisfaction. I'm satisfied with a dissatisfied satisfaction. Thankful that the Lord has brought me here. Thankful for what I'm doing now, but I'm not going to stay here. And I don't necessarily mean you have to move. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about that in my third point, because sometimes people always think, geographical area like it changes they will change everything that's not that's not true you could be where you are and receive the blessings of God and do what God's called you to do not the quick fix is hey I got to beat feet out of town and, and get out of there that's not that's not how it works and so it's solely listening to the one instruction that brings you to the next instruction and it's absolutely possible it's not something that's like only meant for ministers only meant for people who you know you think oh they're holier than now they did no nope. God speaks to all of us the difference is are you listening and are you obeying your obedience is on you full responsibility your obedience is on you so are you obeying the voice of the Lord? Are you doing what the one instruction is he's telling you to get you to the next one? And so the three things I'm going to be talking about is, first, the blessing. And so Luke 5, I actually only mentioned this one yesterday, but as I was studying this out more, I wanted to get a, a few more um, stories in there. But I'm just going to go over these real fast. Luke 5. Starting with one, we all know the story because it's when um, Peter threw out his nets. All right. First disciples. I'm going to read Luke 5, 1 through 7. Uh, one day as Jesus was preaching on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, great crowds pressed in on him to listen to the word of God. He noticed two empty boats at the water's edge for the fishermen had left them and were washing their nets. Stepping onto one of the boats, Jesus asked Simon, its owner, to push it out into the water. So he sat on the boat and taught the crowds from there. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Now go out where it's deeper and let down your nets to catch some fish. Okay? There's the instruction. There's the one instruction. Okay? He didn't say, Hey, Simon, here's bullet point one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Nope. One instruction, and this is what one instruction brought due to his obedience. Master, Simon replied, we worked hard all last night and didn't catch a thing. But if you say so, I'll let my nets down again. If you say so, and God said so, he gave one instruction and he said, if you say so, I'll do it. And this time their nets were so full of fish, they began to tear. 
a shout for help brought their partners in the other boat and soon both boats were filled with fish and on the verge of sinking. So look at that. That was such a great catch that he couldn't handle it alone. That one instruction. So like <laughs> I always I always encourage the people who work who work with us a miracle word. Anytime you know, we so largely or we're doing something, I always let them know what we're doing because then I always say to them, I say, as we are going higher, you're going to go higher because that's what it is. You're attached to me. You're attached to this ministry. Same for you guys that are partners with Miracle Word Ministries. As we increase, you are increasing because you're helping us push forward. You're helping us win the lost. And so look at that that the power of obeying God's instruction blessed his friends and business colleagues were just blessed by his obedience to the one instruction from the Lord. The people that are attached to me, my people who hang out with me, people who, hang out, just like I told you, I got the extra edible arrangement. Seems small, but when you think about the principle of it, I got something and then I was able to bless others. An instruction that I got is going to bless others. The instruction you get is going to bless others. And so that one instruction that Peter got provided for him and not only for him, but the people that he knew that were around him. So number two, the miraculous, because I said this at the beginning that it, when we obey God's instructions, um, we always experience the miraculous. And so that's why I brought up Luke 5. Now the other one is one of my favorite women in the Bible. And um, though it's not, the, you know, it's the story of the, the wedding in Cana. But Mary is my favorite, one of my favorite women in the Bible for this very reason. But um, I'm going to start with 1 and I'll read through 11. The next day there was a wedding celebration in the village of Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there and Jesus and his disciples were also invited into the celebration. The wine supply ran out during the festivities, so Jesus' mother told him, they have no more wine. Dear woman, that's not our problem, Jesus replied. My time has not yet come. But his mother told the servants, do whatever he tells you. And that's what we have to get embedded in our thoughts, in our mind. Do whatever he tells you. Smartest woman in the Bible. Her response was, listen, see my son Jesus, whatever he instructs you, whatever he says to you, do it, obey it. No hesitations, no questions. Standing nearby, were six stone water uh, jars used for Jewish ceremonial washing. Each could hold 20 to 30 gallons. Jesus told the servants, fill the jars with water when the jars had been filled. He said, now dip some out and take it to the master of the ceremonies for the servants followed his instructions. For the servants followed his instructions. When the master of ceremonies tasted the water, that was now wine, not knowing where it had come from, though of course the servants knew. Um, 
He called the bridegroom over. A host always serves the best wine first, he said, and then when everyone has had a lot to drink, he brings out the less expensive wine, but you have kept the best until now. This miraculous sign at Cana in Galilee was the first time Jesus revealed his glory and his disciples believed him. So he took what was impossible Think of something you, you, you might be dealing with, you might be going through that you think is impossible. And in a moment, Jesus makes it possible. In a moment, in a moment, just by one instruction. And that's what we're really going to get with today when, when we're done with this broadcast is one instruction is everything. Don't get nervous and feel so much pressure about it. Just say, listen, I'm going to get into the word more. I'm going to make a point to purposely hear his voice more and step out in faith. Because when you conquer something, when you, you know, you know how good it feels to win something, win a game, uh, win a, you know, if you play sports, win a match, anything where you become the champion, where you're like, I conquered that, you know, then that gives you a little bit of, you know, a pep in your step. And you're like, okay, the next time this happens, you know, that, that's, how I, that's how I increase my faith. I push myself when something comes my way. I'm like, no, I'm going to conquer this mountain. I'm going to uh, achieve it. I'm going to win. So then when the next time it comes, then what happens? You're feeling good about it. You're feeling strong about it. And then you do it again and you, your height goes to new levels. Your winning streak goes, goes to, to new points. And so that's how we have to be. Um, obeying God can give you an unprecedented, I'm gonna, um, I wanted to give you a few of those words. I wanted to look that up really quick. Unprecedented. I know I had, oh, there it is. Why is it when I look stuff up when I'm on the phone? Uncommon, unparalleled, unmatched, unique, one of a kind, remarkable, extraordinary. I love that word. Obeying God can give you an unprecedented breakthrough. An extraordinary breakthrough. What were some of the other? An outstanding breakthrough. A one-of-a-kind breakthrough. An unparalleled breakthrough. You know, look up some of these words, you know, when you're reading or when you think of something and just start filling them in with some other ones. And it really gets you excited and motivated. But when you say an unprecedented breakthrough. So if you get one thing out of that story, when you read it, when you're, when you're working on it, you know, I encourage you, anything that I'm giving you, anything Ted gives you in the, in the middle of the day, go through and study it out more. But I love that. Sometimes I'll take words and go to the source and I'm like, yeah, I, I want to. It, it, it like excites me even more than just hearing one word. When you heard all those words, I'm like, yes, that is my breakthrough. 
that's going to be my breakthrough, an unprecedented. But if you get one thing out of that story, whatever he says, do it. Peter received the blessing and the people around him by one instruction. Here we go at the wedding. Mother, his mother Mary, whatever he says, do it. And they did. And once again, everybody got what they wanted. They got the finest stuff and they got blessed. Number three, the promise. Going over to Acts. Because look at this. Some people always think, oh, I, I have to move for things to be better. Don't look at uh, the location of where you are and base it on that. You know, people will ask us. Well, how did, how did you, did you, did you move because of this? Are you going to start this because of that? You know that, and literally, it's almost like they can't wrap their, their mind around it. But Ted and I are always like, listen, it, it was nothing else more than an instruction, than an instruction that God gave us the decisions that we make. Okay. We didn't come to Florida because we hated Virginia Beach. We came to Florida because of an instruction, but we did it because it's where we were called to. So, you know, don't, don't have something going on in your life that you're frustrated in, that you can't figure out and be like, oh, I got to move now. Things are going to be better in another state. Things are going to be better in another city. That's not how it works. If that's not where God told you to go, then things won't be better. It doesn't matter, you know, what you think about the grass being greener on the other side. You're, you're going to be out of the instruction of God. And then therefore the miracles, therefore the provision, therefore the joy is not going to be there. It's not going to be there. You know, sometimes people will be like, oh, well, I can get a, a really nice, I can get a really nice house, you know, uh, more for my money in this place. You think God... You think God can't bless you where you're at? You think that's how it works? The blessing is on you. Okay? The blessing is on you. So don't move out of it. You know, it, you stay where you are until God instructs you to go to the next thing. And so if you go to Acts 1, we'll do, I'll start with 4 through 5. Uh, once they were eating with them, he commanded them, do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift he promised, as I told you before. John baptized with water, but in just a few days you'll be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And I go there. Okay. So what was the instruction? The instruction that Jesus said was, do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift he promised. They had to wait it out. They, they had to wait it out. They said, listen, stay here. Don't go anywhere else. What do you think would have happened if they disobeyed, disobeyed Jesus and um, they, wait, they waited somewhere else? They waited in Galilee or, or Nazareth. What if they didn't wait in Jerusalem? What if you think they disobeyed? I, I don't even want to think about what happened if they didn't wait there and get the Holy Spirit when they were when they were told, listen, I have a gift coming for you. Hey, Jesus says he has a gift coming for me. I will stand like a statue that you see in like Disney World. It's like frozen. Do not move until the gift comes. 
<laughs> you know those freaky like statues that like you really think they're statues and then you go up to them and then they move and all the kids scream and they step back i mean hey you have red words here people jesus said do not move you don't move and that is exactly how we have to be he said don't go don't go he says go you go and that's what praying and fasting and knowing what the Word of God says. That's why you go to a church that you know your pastor hears from the Lord. So when he gives you a word, you know that it, it, it's confirmation in your spirit. Those are, diff those are different ways that you can know and receive the Word of the Lord. He's talking to you. He's talking to me. We have to make sure our, our ear gates our spiritual ear gates are open to the word of the Lord and get out of our comfort zone and get out of our comfort zone. And so um, if you go down to verses 12 through 14, then the apostles returned to Jerusalem from the Mount of Olives, a distance of a half a mile. When they arrived, they went to the upstairs room of the house where they're staying. Here are the names who were present. Peter, John, James, Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, James, Simon, and Judas. They all met together and were constantly united in prayer along with Mary and the mother of Jesus and several women and the brother of Jesus. And so, thankfully, they stayed there for that precious gift that God's given now to all of us because that gift that he gave in the upper room is our power tool. It's our power tool to get through life, to receive the next one instruction, to have the power to lay hands on the sick and see them recover, to have the power of God to not let the enemy take us out, shake us down, thank God that they stayed and listened to that one instruction. A person, I wrote down, a person who disobeys the instructions of God forfeits, forfeits a key to their blessing and their breakthrough. I know that's a hard one to swallow, but literally God has given us everything we need nothing else we're not waiting on anything else and so anything um like peace you know it says in john 14 27 it's a gift i've given to you the world can't take it the world didn't give it so if you are out of peace you have forfeited that to something else you have forfeited your peace to a bad report. You have forfeited your peace to um, what the news anchors have to say. They don't know their head from their other end. They're the last people on earth I would even be taking any advice from. So if there's no peace, you have forfeited it. It, you know, it, that's not an easy thing to swallow because this generation, we're constantly pushing off every responsibility possible, everything possible. But a person who disobeys the instructions of God forfeits their keys to blessing and breakthrough. 
you're, you're handing it over. You're handing things over to the enemy by not listening to the instruction. Then we don't listen to the instruction and we get into a place that we didn't see ourselves or we get into a, an area of life where we're not happy with and we want to blame everybody else or we want to just blame the devil. Listen, he doesn't have enough resources to be on, the, on everybody's back. He doesn't have enough resources, especially if like you're not even a threat to, to hell. I mean, you know, he's not even, it's yourself. Because sometimes we can be our own worst enemy. <laughs> I mean, it's true. We always want to blame something, blame. Yes, he does things. Yes, John 10, 10, he's the thief sent to kill, steal, and destroy. But he gets too much credit, way too much credit. And so we're not going to forfeit anymore. If that's you and you're thinking, ugh, I need to get back on track, yes. Thank God for his grace and mercy, love and forgiveness. We're going to get back, back on track. Hey, I've missed something, all right? Well, where did we miss it? I've known people that have been disobedient. They've had some consequences along the way, but they have redeemed themselves through Jesus saying, all right, Lord, forgive me for missing it. Forgive me for not trusting you. Forgive me for not operating in faith because not operating in faith is operating unbelief and operating unbelief is sinful. Uh, so forgive me, Lord, forgive me for not uh, listening to that instruction, but I want to get back on path. Where did I miss it? How did I miss it? Let me fix it. And it's totally fixable. So don't be listening to this thinking, shoot, I've, I've missed everything in life. No, it's fixable with Jesus. Things can be turned around in a moment. He, uh, that's just like such a wonderful thing about serving the Lord. A wonderful thing about serving the Lord is, you know, we mess up, but we can get back on the right track. So don't let this teaching beat you down, cause you to think, you know, shoot, I've missed all the instructions. Because you haven't. Even if you did, you can get back on track. But I'm showing you the importance of you don't have to take detours. There's not going to be any detours for the rest of this year in Jesus' name. I'm saying it now. I'm getting it pressed into your thoughts, pressed into your spirit. There's not going to be any more detours in the name of Jesus. You're going to get into the word. You're going to get revelation of it. The light bulb's coming on. You're going to saturate. Like I read yesterday, uh, was it uh, Wednesday, Psalm 1, those who meditate and delight in the law of the Lord. They meditate on, on who he is. They meditate on his word. You're going to know what to do next. You're not going to have to wander around wondering what he has next for you. Because it's not, that's not, this is not a circus life. This is not, you know, we're on to the next show. What do I do next? No, there's a specific thing for you to do in life. And, you know, some people think, oh, specific, am I supposed to be, uh, you know, you, everyone's mind wanders. If, if the thing to, that's specific that you're called to do is be a stay-at-home mom, then do it with everything, every ability, every bit of wisdom that God has given to you. Then that's going to be it. If it's for you to run a business, if it's for you to move here, if it's for you to have this ministry, then that is what he has called you to do in your lane with your one instruction. But real quick, I'm going to end in 1 Samuel because we have talked about instruction. 
and um, not trying to be a Debbie Downer, but I just want to show you something about disobedience. So, because you know, when you know, it steers you, it steers you from, from making those wrong decisions. It steers you from ignoring the voice of the Lord. Um, so in 1 Samuel 15, a lot of you might know this story about um, Saul defeating uh, the, um, um, how do you say it, um, Amal Amalekites. I, I, I tell you, to this day, I still hate all the names in the Old Testament. I don't know why they have to be such tongue twisters. But in disobedience, this is something that just goes to show you how much the Lord hates disobedience. And this was one instruction. So I've given you the goodness of doing the one instruction going one way. I'm going to show you this one thing and then we're going to wrap it up in Matthew. One day Samuel said to Saul, it was the Lord who told me to anoint you as king of his people Israel. Now listen to this message from the Lord. I'm going to say it again. Now listen to this message from the Lord. Hey Ted, I love you and Ashley a lot. Um, this is what the Lord of Heaven's army has declared. I've decided to settle accounts with the nation of Amalek for opposing Israel when they came from Egypt. Now go and completely destroy the entire Amalekite nation. Men, women, children, babies, cattle, sheep, goats, camels, and donkeys. Okay, so there's the instruction. That's the instruction that, um, that's the instruction that, uh, Saul received right there is key verse 3 I'm just going to end in 11 I think uh, yeah I think so so Saul mobilized his army at Telium there were 200,000 soldiers from Israel and 10,000 men from Judah then Saul and his army went to a town of the Amal um, Amalekites and lay in wait in the valley Saul sent this warning to the Kenites Move away from where the Amalekites live, or you will die from with them. For you showed kindness to all the people of Israel when the camp, when they came up from Egypt. So the Kenites uh, backed, packed up, and left. Then Saul slaughtered the Amalekites from Havilah all the way to Shur, east of Egypt. He captured Agag, the Amalekite king, but completely destroyed everyone else. Saul and his men spared Agag's life and kept the best of the sheep, goats, the cattle, the fat calves, and the lambs. Everything, in fact, that appealed to them. Well, I'm going to say that's not what verse 3, that was not the instruction that God gave um, to Saul. If you go back and read verse 3, that is the opposite of what they did there in verse 9. Then the Lord said to Samuel, I'm sorry that I ever made Saul king, for he has not been loyal to me and refused to obey my command. Samuel was deeply moved when he heard this, that he cried to the Lord all night. Um, I'm going to keep going. I know I said 11, but let me go a couple more. Early the next morning, Samuel went to find Saul Someone told him Saul went to the town of Camel to set up a monument to himself. Then he went to Gilgag. When Samuel finally found him, Saul greeted him cheerfully. May the Lord bless you, he said. I have carried out the Lord's command. 
Mm, he's going to find out otherwise here in a second. Then, what is all the bleeding of sheep and goats and lowering of cattle I hear? Okay, because that wasn't the instruction God gave in verse 3. Uh, Samuel demanded, Is it true that the army spared the best of the sheep, goats, and cattle? Saul admitted, But they are going to sacrifice them to the Lord, your God. We have destroyed everything else. So in his mind, he thought, in his mind, he thought, okay, in his mind, he thought, I'm going to save this for the Lord. This is surely what the Lord would want. We can't let those reasonings in our mind surpass, supersede the instruction of the Lord. That's not the instruction. When God gives an instruction, it's not for us to alter. It's not for us to tweak a little bit. It is for us just to obey. It says, then Samuel said to Saul, stop, listen to what the Lord told me last night. What did he tell you, Saul asked. And Samuel told him, although you may think little of yourself, you are not the leader of the tribes of Israel. The Lord has anointed you king of Israel. And the Lord sent you on a mission and told you, go and completely destroy the sinners, the Amalekites, until they are dead. Why haven't you obeyed the Lord? Why did you rush for the plunder and do what was evil in the Lord's sight? But I did obey the Lord. All right, thick-headed Saul. He's still thinking, I did obey the Lord. Um, Saul insisted, I carried out the mission he gave me. I brought back King Agag, but I destroyed everyone else. Then my troops brought in the best of the sheep, goats, cattle, and plunder to sacrifice to the Lord your God in Gilgag. But Samuel replied, what is more pleasing to the Lord? This is what you think. What is more pleasing to the Lord? Your burnt offerings and sacrifice or your obedience to his voice? Listen obedience and we've all heard this you know we've heard this uh saying all the time well, obedience is better than sacrifice this if you've never heard the story where it came from this is where it came from obedience is better than sacrifice and submission is better than offering the fat of the ram rebellion is as sinful as witchcraft and stubbornness as bad as worshiping idols. Yikes, yikes, yikes. So because you have rejected the command of the Lord, he has rejected you as king. That is not how I want to be when it comes to the one instruction from the Lord. That is not how you want it to be by missing out on an instruction. We want to be used by God. We want to receive the blessings of God. We want to have that unprecedented breakthrough. And we're going to have that by our obedience, not by tweaking what God told us to do. If God, here's an example. 
if God told Ted and I to move to Florida and be a part of the church we go to, Abundant Life, but we said, okay, we'll move to Florida, but, you know, where God's putting us is like, you know, really high in expenses. It's a, it's a way higher cost of living. You know, we can go to Florida, and, but let's, let's move over to like um, Orlando area. It's still by an airport so we can travel. Uh, there is a good church there we can be a part of. And nope, still disobedience. It's not we get to pick and choose the word that God's given us of the one instruction and tweak it. We have to follow through with the entire one instruction. And like I said at the beginning, it might not be easy, but you are led by the peace of it. Easy is not always going to be easy, but is it peaceful? Is it peaceful to get you to the next stepping stone that you're trying to get to? I'm going to end in Matthew 7. I'm going to end in Matthew 7, 24. And it's talking about building on a solid foundation. Anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it wise, like a person who builds a house on solid rock, though the rains come in torrents and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against that house, it won't collapse because it's built on bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching, hears my instruction, hears what I'm asking them to do, and doesn't obey it is foolish like a person who builds a house on sand when the rains and the floods come and the winds beat against the house it will collapse with a mighty crash a mighty crash what is your foundation built on my foundation is built on the word of god my foundation is built on listening to his instruction and taking the next step. Even when it seems, you know, sometimes I picture the path and instruction. It's like a dark path. But each step I take into the unknown, each step I take on that stepping stone, it's like it becomes light to me. And then I can see for a little bit. And then sometimes I feel like I'm getting to a part where it's a little bit darker, but the Lord's saying, Carolyn, do this. And so I have my choice. I pray, I fast, and I say, okay, I'm going to step forward into this. Your instruction told us to do this. And then there's the light again. Because that is, the Word of God is, what we have learned growing up in kids' class, a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So your one instruction is going to bring you to the next one instruction. Look, I mean, there's even more I could tell you about how I'm back at the church that I grew up as a kid. I mean, that could be a whole other broadcast because it's so amazing how God brought me back under um, the, the leadership that we're under while we're down here. I mean, it's a very, very cool story. 
of how one instruction of the Holy Spirit got me here, but never in a million years, not even, not even four or five years ago. You know, I know God is good and I know God's going to bless us. And, you know, I know those things and, and I see different pieces and God's given me stuff, you know, over the years. And then, but it, to walk into it because I stayed on that one instruction, I look back and I'm like, man, that is awesome. The, the Holy Spirit cares and loves us so much. And if we just make sure we can compress the noise of this world, compress the other voices, and hear the instruction of God, we're going to have our breakthrough. We're going to have our blessing. We're going to be where God's called you to be. You're going to walk in the overflow. There won't be any lack. There won't be any sadness. There won't be any struggle because you've listened to that one instruction and you're like what mother, the Mother Mary said. What is Mother Mary said? Whatever he says, do it. Whatever he says, do it. Obeying God is wisdom. It will enhance your life and it secures the miraculous and prompt obedience is important. It secures the miraculous in your life. So if this broadcast spoke to you today and you said, you know, wow, that's what I'm going through. I'm trying to make a big decision. That's what we're going to be praying for. That's what I'm going to be standing with you for because we're not doing detours. This is not a year for detours. This is not a year to get on a road that's got some curves, that's got some hiccups, that's got some dips in it. That's not how we're operating in our Christian life. We don't, I know the Lord is coming back soon and we don't have time to waste and we don't have time to play games and we don't have time to just like float around and be like, well, you know, whatever God wants to do for this is not an amusement park ride. Highs, lows, ups, downs, slow for a little bit, fast the next. No, no. Increase, provision, uh, production. It's all part of our Christian walk. It's all part of the kingdom of God. And we're going to get to what God has for us and we're going to get there quickly because we're going to listen to that one instruction that's going to bring us to the next. And when you look back at the end of 2021, you're going to be like, holy cow, like I know God's good, but I just, you know, I didn't see this because I was taking those steps of instruction by faith in the moment. Heavenly Father, thank you for each and every person that's watching, every person that's watching this on the replay, listening to it again on the podcast. Thank you, Lord, that you have given us all one instruction to lead us to the next blessing in our life, to lead us to the next miracle in our life, to lead us to the next thing that you have for us. We are going to be people with listening ears. We are going to compress the noise of this world, the busyness of life, the tiredness of life, the flesh. We're putting it down and we're bringing our spirit man higher and stronger than ever before. Lord, you've given us all an instruction. Our whole life has been an instruction, Lord. Get us back on the right path. Get us back to where you want us to be. Get us under that umbrella, Lord, that you have for us of provision and healing and blessing and joy and miracles. Thank you, Lord, for each of us to be full of wisdom and revelation of the word of God. We are people of faith, great faith in the mighty 
name of Jesus, I pray, amen. Amen, amen, amen. I love you guys. I love you, Amber. And um, Amy, you're not going to miss out on what God has for you. I know you said I don't want to miss out, and you're not because you're already aware that you don't want to miss out. And people who are aware will do something about it. People who are aware are always going to be doing something about it in their life when you're aware of something. So it's important that you are aware of what God has for you, aware of what the Bible says uh, for your life. Amen, amen, Anne and Bethany, Hope, and um, Ashley Melton and Janine. Thank you guys for hanging out with me today. If you know someone who needs this, um, it will be on the podcast soon. It will be up and whoever subscribes gets notifications when those become live. But share, share this with them and let them know, you know, Go throughout the Bible and see what God says about uh, having that one instruction. We've all had it, and we all have to listen. So I love you guys. You guys have an excellent weekend. Let me tell you who the winner is for the edible arrangements. And drum roll, Tiffany's telling me it is. And I want to make sure you're watching, because if you're not watching anymore, then you're not going to get it. So you're going to have to comment I'm going to give you at least a minute. I know there's a little bit of a delay, but I want to know that you know that you won. And the winner is Hope Browning. Hope Browning, if you're still watching um, the broadcast, shoot me a comment here real quick and just say I am or some kind of really cool emoji because if not, I'm gonna give it to another another lovely lady who has stayed on the broadcast and who has stuck it out because that is really what it's all about. You know, I wanna bless you. I, I thank you for watching. And plus, I love to just give you guys stuff. You guys are awesome. So, Hope, you, oh, she said I'm here, I'm here with her hand raised and her emoji. All right, Hope, um, can you please email me um, carolyn at miracleword.com can you please email me your home address and I can get uh, that fruit and all the chocolate goodness uh, sent to you so if you can please email me at carolyn c-a-r-o-l-y-n if you live in Florida my name is Caroline, because there's so many Spanish people here, so I make sure that I spell it just like it sounds, to be honest with you, in case y'all want to know. Lynn, L-Y-N, is different than L-I-N-E, but hey, what do I know, right? I get it all the time, and I'm always, like, confused by it, but hey, what do I know, right? <laughs> so yes, email me your address, Hope and then I will get that out to you. I love you guys. If you can come see us in Pennsylvania, please do shoot us a message so we know you're coming. Victory Tribe, come on in. We wanna see you, we wanna see you in Texas. I love you and we'll see you back on Monday.